So after I got to ask, did Bloomberg run the worst presidential campaign in history? Spends half a billion dollars, becomes a meme and a laughingstock, a great nickname given to him by the president of Mini Mike. And all he has to show for it is he won the primary in the American Samoa. Welcome to the Fantasy Basketball Podcast with not quite a layman, not quite an expert, Pod Tom. Alright, this year the league has had a boner for the TV show Love is Blind. And I watched four episodes last night with my wife. Got to admit, I liked it quite a bit. But another show that I like that I think probably many of us like, seeing tons of gifts for the show, was The Office. And in The Office, one of my favorite episodes was always when they would do the brewery or the um, the uh, Dundies. Always funny. They always did it good. So I thought, you know what? Let's give the motherfuckers in the league what the motherfuckers want. So this year, instead of the Dundies, for this Fantasy Brewing Co., I'm going to do the first annual Brewies. So here we go. The Brewie for the cutest relationship. This came down to two contestants. Christian Sean, they're always talking to one another. They talk every day. I expect to see these two as bunkmates in Vista Springs at some point in the future. But the brewie for cutest relationship goes to Dewey and Stax. These two have an incredible Facebook relationship. They comment back and forth in the social capitalist version of Bonnie and Clyde. And I, for one, love it. The brewie for the league members that just need to bone. This was another tight race. <laughs> and we had several options, but it came down to two. Adam, KDI. Which, I would have put this, you know, this is number one, but I do think that there's a reality. In which Kyle, it, KDI, is Adam's dream mate. But knowing this, KDI plays hard to get and ends up tragic. So we're left with Kyle, Sean. These two always love one another. They express for one love one another on the pod. They giggle at one another's quips. And I think you guys would be a cute couple. Anyway, the brewie for the most overhyped contest of the season. Okay, this one came down to two. But definitely it's Christian and number two with the book of basketball 3.0. Not sure if this was just because Simmons' 2.0 book of basketball kind of sucked. Not sure if Christian was planning something. Not sure if it was quite just a gimmick. But he did do the two-yard things, and he took a bath at my house. But without a doubt, number one for the brewery, for the most overhyped contest of the season, goes to Adam's cooking competition. I was probably by far the most excited about this. I sent in a submission way early on. But in the end, in this competition, first place and third place went to people and items that were not technically submissions. Adam had no pictures of the food. We heard nothing about the taste or quality. And he had no criteria or explanation for what won. After 15 minutes of cooking, I'm pretty sure that Kyle won. And I know 
what the Palais will be eating this summer in the barbecue. Anyway, the Brewy for Rookie of the Year. This is a tough one. Andy played like a rookie. We all kind of think of a uh, we all kind of think of Kyle as a perpetual rookie. Kyle, have you graduated high school yet? But this goes down to Doug, Kyle, Ian, Dick, KDI. I don't think any of us could have guessed how good of an addition you'd be. And definitely want to thank you. Uh, really appreciate you. Um, thanks to fucking Stacks. You come in second in MVP, but you were just a gift to the league. Well done, Dick. Next, the Brewy for the least likely to get a back-to-back MVP. I would have thought that Chuck was the obvious choice, but everyone seems to love Chuck. Everyone seems to love Christian. In fact, to quote JB, they're perpetual MVPs. But I think that this one comes down pretty easily to me. I don't think I'll be getting a back-to-back MVP anytime soon here, but really glad I won the award this year. Anyway, Brewy for the best actual move. This one came down to three for me. It came down to one, or to number three, Christian, at the drive game. He offered the league everyone free tickets to a courtside game, which is pretty cool. Included VIP access. We got to go to an actual game, see people, good move. The second came down to Sean hosting us for the draft. Very fun to see them on the screen, and it was hilarious to see Andy try out for, like, the like a horror film backup, but it was really cool to be together. But number one definitely goes down to KDI winning his second brewery of the year. And KDI, well done on making the edibles and macaroons for the league. Great move. Uh, delivering it was also awesome. Well done. Appreciate you. The brewery for the most career changes in a season. Could have been Kyle graduating could have been adam now in the top one percent of of uh the weed biz in the country super famous working for a great place well done adam but this one this brewery goes to andy he began the season as a golf as a pro athlete working on the range he left to pursue a job in tech retired and now is climbing the ranks of farmers insurance well done the brewery For the most likely to dislike your text, come at your personality, then tell you about his favorite pinball game. Stax, you ran away with this one, buddy. The Brewy, for the greatest piece of actual content. Here, I had to give a shout-out to Kyle's niece. Also had to give a shout-out to Sylvie. She was super cute on there. But she's not in the league, so it was a hands-down. Dan, you ran away with this. The eight was awesome. It was magical. 2-17-20 will be a day that we remember for seasons and seasons to come. The Brewy for the greatest quantity of content. This one kind of came down to non-playoff Sean. Killing the game. Loving like how meme, just how like how gift-friendly your face is how meme-worthy your actions are. Christian said at your 40th birthday last year, you always feel like you're in a movie, and I feel like all of your, you know, everything you do could be a meme in, like, the best possible way. I think Adam could use you to do one of his movie Saturday things. But this one goes to Chuck. I mean, 
Dude, how the fuck do you even do it? I guess I got one answer when you told me in a side text that you do an online typing thing to relax. But I swear that you've answered some of my questions before I sent them. Anyway, congrats on your brewery. Brewery for the best traveled member of the league. This one was tough. This year we had a lot of trips. Dewey got keys to the capital of Vermont. Chuck hit up New Orleans following the Fantasy Brewing Company tour. Christian went in search for Hogwarts, came back engaged. Dan went to Jamaica. I went to Puerto Rico. Other play- people went other places. But this one goes to JB for his constant travel. And I think he might still be on a spiritual high from the Holy Land. And last but not least, we have the Brewery for the best commissioner of any fantasy league in on the planet. And although Sean, Dick Jin, Kyle, Andy, Dan, myself, and Christian all play in a fantasy football league that is pretty well run by yours truly, this one, and the biggest landslide of all, goes to our commish. I mean, he wins the MVP. He wins the league. He deals with the collusion of Adam and Chuck. And we still, and we buy him a jersey to his favorite G League team with his name. We love you, buddy. League, I love you. Hope you enjoyed the Brewies. Hi, guys. Um, so I have been uh, on this little best song of the 2000s, best album, indie albums of the 2000s thing. So you might hear a little uh, Wilco, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot in the background. But I want to take a quick look at the standings. Um the only matchup in round one of the playoffs that's over is Christian Stacks. I'm not saying that in any kind of jest. It's just with like a basically 300-point lead, this amount of time to go, Christian would have to basically rest everything. I mean, Stacks, if you can do it, props, buddy. Props. I'll buy you a picture at Donkey if you can do it. But I think Christian has this. But the other ones are all very, very tight. If we look at this, let's go to the 2-7 matchup. You have, as of um, when the pod airs, you have Latam with a 15-point lead over JB. Um, Latam has been plagued by injuries. Um, having Simmons out has really hurt him. Um, having LeBron miss a game really hurt. But we'll see. This is going to come down to the wire. Um, JB, I guess, good luck. We'll see. Then, let's look at the uh, Kyle Bowl. So, in this one, we have uh, Spider in the Woods down by 70. Easily, this is an amount you can come back from. I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens, especially with Embiid and and, um, Paul George. But 70 points. And then we have the Battle of the Brother-in-Laws, which is within 10 points. Okay, We have Adam ahead. Adam hating the season, but he's up by 10 on Chuck. And this this could, all three of these could come down to Sunday, which is crazy. So good luck to everybody, especially me. And um, wow, what a first round. I don't remember anything quite like it. Speaking of which, I wanted to end today's pod uh, uh, talking about something else that there's nothing really like. And that is our favorite league darling, Mr. Sean Thomas Blanc. Last week, I had the distinct pleasure of sitting down and talking to him. 
and hearing about his team because when I really did the looks at the numbers, I can't believe that he was able to deliver so much good based upon such a good win streak based upon the team that he had. So, Sean, great job, buddy. Thanks for sitting down. Um, uh, in fact, I'm about to put on a little uh, Tito's glove right now as we do this. I think it's only fitting. Um, but yeah, here's part two of the interview with Pod Tom and STB. Definitely will. Is there anything I can get a cup of coffee? Yeah, for sure. Like a regular one? Yeah. I'll Thank you. Perfect. Sorry, um, guys. Got no. a life to run as well. Yeah, yeah. King's got to be the king. So, as we're as we're talking today. Uh, we, you all know that we've been doing this playoff push for weeks. And Sean was a team that just, the more I looked into Sean's team and the more I saw, like, what he was dealing with, and I mean this, it sounds sometimes insulting, but, I, like, what you were working with, anytime I looked at the numbers, you had the fewest guys, like, you had no guys in the 50s, <laughs> one or two in the 40s, Guys barely on the tops of the 30s, but you were winning games. Yeah, and a lot of intimidation factors play into that. Yeah, totally. So may, I was hoping you could just walk us through your strategy a little bit and how you were able to have this well, nearly miraculous season. So um, I realized a while back that when I, so I started out the year strong, I felt pretty good about my chances, mm-hmm. uh, even after my Trey Young trade. So... F- Which I, for the record, don't think was that bad. It no should have been. Dude, no one knew draft night that Trey was going to be this high. And I think that there's a real world where he is a 28-point-a-game guy and hurt a lot. Yeah. So I mean, not this season, obviously. It was a positional trade. Uh, Christian and I both got done with the draft. I realized that I needed um, a center. And he realized that he needed a point guard. And... We uh, both agreed that they, if anything, um, I think neither of them had played a game. We kind of assumed, based on last year, uh, the Gobert might be actually a little little better. So, um, yeah, the trade ended up really screwing me over. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Christian. <laughs> um, so, you... You were like when when I started looking at that. You were the team that I was like, oh man, Sean has almost no chance at this playoff run. And I was looking at like your schedule, and then I was looking at you know the guys you had on the moves, and like the Zion injury really hurt you. Yep. And then you started like you just started winning. You won the first. You beat me by seven that one week. Was, yeah. Then you like then you win the next week and the next, and all of a sudden you're at three games, four games, five games. And I just personally kept getting more and more impressed. To be honest, it felt like I won 15 straight games. You know, though it was four, but uh, but it was an incredible run. Did you just take off the gloves? I'll put little, them back on. Are you getting sweaty? A little bit. Oh, okay, that's fine. Okay. I don't want you to sweat all over the pod. I'll be wearing them outside for sure. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was just, it was one of these where you put together an epic run. And compare this to Andy, who had a similar thing happen where he drafts Curry. Curry gets hurt right away, doesn't play. You draft Zion within like a $10 
amount, if I remember correctly. And Andy's team goes two for 15, and then he beats Dewey, who doesn't fucking try. Hear that, Dewey? Yeah, Dewey really blew it. Dewey fucked up so bad. Dewey blew it. Dewey. Never mind. (laughs) I tried to do something funny, but... I'm guessing it would have been hilarious. (laughs) And, uh... Minus that, Andy goes two and fourteen, right? And you go, you're eight and eight, with the same circumstances happening. So, mind until the last week. So, sir, well done, very heroic. Thank you. I knew I had to win five straight if I was going to get in the playoffs, and uh, I almost did it. But my team took a shit against Kyle, and his played out of their shoes. So, it. Uh, Kudos to Kyle Witte. Um, I left it all on the court, you know? You did. You did. So. And everything worked perfectly. Curry's back exactly when I want him to be. He's going to average 50 a game, just like I planned. I know it. And, uh, but now I'm in the toilet bowl playing freaking Dewey. So, what should we expect to see from this? You Dewey matchup. Um, I think I'll end up beating him just because Curry's going to come back. He's going to play for yeah. three or four games. Uh, with Curry actually healthy, which is what I planned for, I feel like my roster is uh, really good. Um, all around, it's much better than Dewey's. I mean, he's got the two big hitters, but outside of that, not a whole lot going on. Right. Um, you can usually plan on AD sitting out a game or two, so hopefully. Uh but I'll probably easily win the toilet bowl, but I really don't give a shit about the toilet bowl. So Wow, uh, JB is offended over there. <laughs> I know. JB doesn't have to worry about it anymore and he's he's rolling big up in the playoffs, you know. So um but yeah, I'll probably win it, but I might deny the trophy. Okay, well JB has the trophy. And he won't give it up, right? Right. So it's it's yeah. on it's on there him. There was a big controversy last year about it, right? Yes. Because uh, Chuck won it, but JB yeah. thought he won it. It's kind of like Do you the, think if I win it that JB is still going to think he won it? He might. He might. He may <laughs> hold on to that. I think he was super proud. Um, I think it's one of those Michigan-Nebraska 97 things where you have, you have competing people. It all goes back to Gus Smacker. <laughs> yes, it does, buddy. Yes, it does. Well, next week we'll be back with a big round two playoffs. Um, so that ends the pod. However, stick around for a bonus segment that I've held on to and I'm just going to run. After, of course, the new outro. Unless, of course, Kyle comes up with a new one. Fantasy Brewing Company. Fantasy Brewing Company, bitch. Christian the best cummish. Sean, he a total bitch. Just kidding, he the best. Yeah, that's right, I'm the GOAT. Dandy fine, but he takes way too long to vote. Doug Kyle, what a rookie year he having. Pop Tom at risk of unraveling. Dandy, were you with boy time to step your game up? Kyle Witty needs new raps and JB sends links. Lunch. Stacks or trivia got an Adam Smoke say blunt. Dewey saves his money up now. Time to wrap this up. Fantasy Brewing Company, Fantasy Brewing Company.
It's the commish. We are in the upside fucking down right now. We are in the bad place, my friends. We got Tom in first place. Let me give you a word picture for those of you who are not ringing the fucking alarm bells. We have Tom with a pine tree bath bomb soaking up the suds in his tub. Fucking whale sounds playing on his little uh, tape player while he sips a Heineken 22-ounce bottle. Looking at his team, reading the thread in 150-point font, living the dream while the rest of us toil beneath him. We have John Dewey, career cellar dweller for our league. Talking about double IPAs in the year 2019. Just farting in a brewery with Tom. Both of them just crop dusting everyone in their path. There's no question about it. Loving life with two of the top players in the league. We have a rookie who feels emboldened to not only talk shit in the pod, talk shit on the thread, but he's roasting people. Via song, a rookie. We have Matt Stacks, who thinks he's slick, who thinks uh, we're all dumb, apparently. Matt, I gotta say, man, you're talking a lot of mess, and it's been really interesting. You seem frustrated by this heat that you've been getting. Well, let me say this to you. Matthew, my sweet friend, who I love, this all would have gone away almost immediately if you just would have acknowledged that from another person's point of view, a trade executed on the day of a game where you immediately dropped the person that you traded for looks a little funny. Very simple you could have taken a second, removed yourself, zoomed out, and said, you know what, you're right. That does look funny. This is what's going on. But what did you do? You gave us three in a row different reasons why this happened. Then your story kind of started to round out together. But let me tell you something, man. You made it so much worse. Any heat that you got was your own fault. You went Rudy Giuliani on our ass. You started shouting, screaming, texting crazy shit, bringing up old stuff that doesn't need to uh, apply to this situation in any way. So Stax, if you're feeling some heat, just know it's self-inflicted, man. And next time maybe, instead of being so defensive, 
take a second to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. All right? But Andy, (laughs) my friend, listen, whatever draft strategy you went into to every fantasy league that you've been in this year, I need you to kill it with fire. I need you to burn it to dust. Throw it in the trash, my friend. We miss you. Whatever you've been doing, uh, George Costanza, do the opposite. Okay? Listen, Merry Christmas, Fantasy Brew Co. I got to tell you, I think that our league is in a state of alarm. We have Tom, Dewey, Kyle, Stax, and Andy behaving like this. Oh, my God. I pray that 2020 delivers some relief. This is the commish, and y'all are some bad boys. What you gonna do when they come for you? When you were eight and you had bad treats, you go to school and learn the golden rule. So why are you acting like a bloody fool? If you get hot, then you must get cool. Bad boys, bad it's no balls association NBA, yeah we got the power ranking NBA, it's GR Fantasy B-Ball NBA, we on top, this ain't no seesaw NBA, it's no balls association NBA, yeah we got the power ranking NBA, it's GR Fantasy